0: Good morning, everybody. This is Daniel with No Pain, No Spain. Episode twenty-seven and part two of States of Consciousness, which is today <laughs> transcendental consciousness. Now, uh, before I go on with transcendental consciousness, um, let me recap a little bit on the, on the past uh, episode, which uh, States of Consciousness, in which I went through a little bit uh, on all of them uh so uh, we concluded that uh, empirically the western sciences or beliefs or archetypes have uh, recognized that uh, we have three main states of consciousness which is sleeping dreaming and waking and uh and those are everywhere and Let's say uh, enjoyed by everyone at all levels. The uh, states of consciousness. It's uh, it's regarded as a as a state of witnessing reality through your identity, through your self, through what makes you you, through the interactions that you have with your reality. So uh, it's every any, any state in which you are present. That's what state of consciousness means and uh, and that's where we're going to that's the platform that we're going to use from now on because it changes drastically further on but as of now let's speak about transcendental consciousness which is the next level now uh let me begin by um making clear that uh and this is very very important in 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 the higher states of consciousness the transcendental state is not exactly a state, rather than the vehicle that you are going to use to, um, to reach higher states of consciousness. It is a state of consciousness in itself, because it involves some um, drastic changes in your perceptions, in, in your um, interactions, and most of all in your decision-making processes. Um, transcendental consciousness arises to your being through uh, a very unique method. And so w- what happens? As I explained in the first uh, chapter, when you Im- immerse yourself in transcendental practices such as uh, meditation, not all meditations, but specifically known as transcendental meditations mm, uh, or any other way. There's a few ways of doing it. However, the most universal ones is uh, meditation, uh, fasting, mm. holotropic breathing, and, uh, and of the sort. When you immerse yourself in these techniques, what happens is that the, the gaps between sleeping, dreaming, and waking start to widen up. So, when they widen up, it's like, uh, it's like water starts to flow from within these gaps into your being, and what 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 filters through these gaps is known as absolute silence. And absolute silence, it's regarded as um, not the silence that we so hard wish for in our in our worlds and in our lives, like going up to a mountains and just enjoy the silence. Yes, it's it's that is part of it, but it is rather more a. A quietness of your inner dialogue. Okay, so let me try and explain this a little bit further. The inner dialogue, as I always mention in my podcast, you will see it's an ever-present mm, theme because I find it, I find it really important. This inner dialogue is something that you, uh, you, uh, you are dealing with on a daily minute, second, nanosecond basis. So when absolute silence uh, starts permeating. Your, your being this uh this in inner dialogue begins first of all to to balance out drastically okay as of uh, as of today your inner dialogue has ups and downs uh, you you go against your inner self or your inner self goes against you and sometimes you 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 come to certain agreements or a certain sometimes you, you you um well you uh you agree to come to terms in doing something that goes against your will but then then your inner dialogue your inner self starts interfering but all these procedures and dynamics that work within us with the permeation of uh, absolute silence or transcendental consciousness begin to balance out and begin to balance out in a way that your perception of the of your immediate reality begins to shift into a more uh, ample and wide view. Okay? Uh, y- your identity is still very present and is still the optic from which you see everything. And uh, as I mentioned before, your identity represents not only you, know, you as Daniel or as George or as uh, anyone who's listening to this, the very few people who do, but as, uh, as the construction of you throughout time. So all the archetypes that represent the world you live in, all the rules that your society or community plays with it, uh, your gender background, your sexuality, your age, your race, your, uh, your social group. So it, it involves many, many pillars from which you can see uh, your reality okay so so identity <laughs> in this case is regarding uh, the optic from which you see things okay we all see things from where we stand and where we stand is represented by all these values that i just mentioned so this is still very present with you in transcendental consciousness when the absolute silence invades your being you still see things through your identity, which means this reality as we know it, as a solid reality, as a action and reaction reality is still very, very present and it still has the same effects as in the prior states of consciousness. But now your awareness, now your perception of it is uh, has become more subtle, more refined. Yeah. So in transcendental consciousness what happens and uh well before i go on let me uh, explain real quick that to achieve transcendental consciousness according to eastern traditions is not a matter of uh, days weeks or years it it it, it is a, it is a long long process and it may take several lives if you're lucky as i am and people i know are you may have through the practice of meditation you may have glimpses and you may have uh, little shots of transcendental consciousness, and 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 I've had that experience uh, a few times, and uh, I can only relate it to. Uh, let me see. For example, <laughs> uh, you've we've all been through um, through situations in which. Either you're walking, listening to your music, or you're reading a book that you're enjoying so much and suddenly you hear a, a lyric or, or or a melody or, or you read a paragraph that identifies so profoundly with, what, with the moment that you're living. But I mean profoundly in a way that for a nanosecond you lose track of time and space and you just... What we call the zone. And, and, and suddenly this inspiration, this oh, this... Beautiful, compassionate inspiration comes from within you, you know, and, and it lasts nothing. It lasts nothing, but it is enough for, to inspire you to, to, to understand that things can be different, that things and in the underlying uh, dynamics, they, they, they work on a different level. Uh, now imagine being in that state for long periods of time. You know, some people are very lucky. Uh, lucky, I don't know if lucky is the right word, but, you know, geniuses, artistic people, creative people, musicians, uh, painters, uh, architects, uh, everything involving the arts, they're more prone to have these moments of inspirations, which is a little spur of transcendental consciousness, when suddenly the realization that... <gasps> Shit, you know, an idea or or, or a thought or, or or a feeling comes out, but nevertheless, we cannot control this. They come sporadically. We cannot enter a zone in which we can control these situations. We either take advantage when they come. As I said, uh, creative people are more prone to have these moments, and thus are more are more are more, um, are more succe- successful to this uh, to to these feelings. You know, uh, the, 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 the mere mortals of all of us are, are doomed to uh, to enjoy them when they come okay, now uh, that's absolute silence that is the nanosecond in which your inner dialogue balances out or even silences up for a nanosecond enough to, for, the, for the source from the unity states of consciousness which I will talk to later spread out so you have this rush in your body It lasts very little. Again, imagine having this feeling for longer periods of time. Well, that is transcendental consciousness. Uh, It may sound as as a glamorous thing. It may sound as bliss. And in a way, it is. But since you are still applying your identity into the perception of this new reality that you're being faced with, uh, things may not be as smooth as you think they are. For example, uh, you uh, having these inspirational moments will mean that your interaction with people with people will become much more open and much more um, real and honest. And that doesn't always work well. People, regular people, myself and you, and are not used to work at this level of honesty and compassion. We we are um, tinted tinted with, um, with some kind of dark shadow and the complaining of everything and the non-acceptance of certain things and the, and the ana- an- analytical process of everything we see when you're in transcendental consciousness, these cease to be at that level. That doesn't mean that you don't analyze things uh, or anything, but your analytical um, powers uh, shift and and they go more to the compassionate side. They go more to the understanding, to even the victimization of yourself in order for something to work for someone. So they, they these are people who have a hard time um, dealing with the regular world while they are on transcendental consciousness. Usually these people um, retire. Usually these people get themselves... Uh, locked in a, in a monastery or in a, or in a seminar or they just fucking get a little hot in the mountains and leave you know because they are they have tremendous uh, difficulty to deal with normal world with normal is not the perfect world the, with the world that we've created the the arguments the 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 lack of depth in our perception you know, and how how we only see what affects us directly, and we are unable to see how all the decisions that we make and all the actions that we take have an implication much farther away than what we think it is, and we may understand this intellectually, you know, we might, we might come to a thinking process in which, well, I always, uh, let's say, for example, the the example of myself buying a a bicycle for my son well as i said before you, you taking that into consideration my first worry was okay the economic side because i want to get him the best bike i can And the second is okay how is that going to affect the 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 store in which i buy the the shop so probably they're going to gain some money and 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 but then have to offer me some services um uh, after sales and but then okay, so these people have to pay the providers of the bicycle, and the providers have to pay the manufacturers and the manufacturers have to pay the 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 people who who provide the raw material and the raw material have to pay well the miners and the miners have to feed their children, and these children are you see it 's the pers- it 's the death. Of perceptions of your of your actions and and that 's probably not the best example, but I think it 's enough for you to grasp it so when you 're in transcendental consciousness, this death goes farther and farther, and you start understanding uh, how the billions of actions that are taken every day by billions of people have this enormous enormous effect on the on the on the transcendental, on the on the consciousness of uh, of people, and how it creates dynamics that whirl around uh, uh, patterns of behavior that are not necessarily uh, good. Uh, and so when it, it's very complex. So when you start understanding all this, when you start feeling all these energies, it is very hard to then continue. Living in in a regular world, it's very hard for you to continue having a regular job. You can, and a lot of people do, but uh, it in but most often these people change jobs. These people uh, apply for jobs that are more humanistic, and more um, caring, and more uh, service of servitude. You know, they they get involved in helping others in NGOs or in or in associations, or something like that. But that is also, but that is um, at the beginning of the transcendental consciousness state. Because when the transcendental fully invades your body, then there is no way of living in the regular world. There is no way you can have a 9-to-5 job. <sighs> can you? I, I believe not. That's a matter of argument, but I believe not. But if if it is possible... I uh, believe you me it is outstandingly difficult it, it's it, it's it it's a constant struggle so 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 um people in transcendental as i said before usually retire they they go through long periods of time of of isolation not because they are unable not because only they are unable to deal with the regular world but also because they need some assimilation process they need to understand what's going on with them because that shift does not come easy remember the identity is still there the, the your inner dialogue is still there your inner dialogue always always fights for your for yourself always wants to achieve things that are imposed by the by your peers by what you feel by the admiration that people may have on you so it's greedy it's it's self-sustainable it's um it's it's not not precisely a good thing. it is a good thing to live in this world as a protection as a as a means of achieving goals you know, but once those goals become more humane and less greedy, your inner dialogue starts having a lot of issues you know because now suddenly the information that's receiving from your from yourself is different than the than the one it used to receive. Not too long ago, so so, as I said, people in transcendental consciousness, once the absolute silence begins to invade you in in a larger way, retirement isolation is the way to go. so what happens when uh, when when isolation happens when, when, when you retire so let's say that you've been practicing meditation for fifty years and and suddenly you and throughout the last ten years well you've been noticing that your interaction with your reality has become painful to you has become um uh, dishonest has you're able to see beyond beyond the actions you're able to see beyond the decisions and 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 the and the uh, desires and greed of, of other people because everybody wants something from you everyone even if it's at the humane level but there's always some, some sucking of your energy so when you understand that you go into isolation it's not like you're going to spend your whole life in isolation but uh, for a period of time you're going to have to break patterns you're going to have to your to, to, the, the paradigm shift has to be mm, enormous enormous okay and what happens then is um well <laughs> there is uh, serious discussions in the buddhist world in the buddhist environment about what happens in transcendental consciousness and not only the buddhist world sorry, in the hinduist world too so in transcendental consciousness are you able to lead a regular life and the majority of the of the erudites in this area say no because everything every superficial thing that we live in which is 99.9% of the things we do become obsolete become useless you you understand your mortality to a deeper deeper level and you understand that the few days that you have on this earth may have a real humanistic compassionate purpose there's a dark side to this okay uh, all this that i've said is Always considering that your mental stability and your mental uh, health is not perfect. Nobody, no one's is, but at least balanced out. Some people do not have this, okay. And, and some people. Uh, I remember being in uh, in India with uh, taking the course with the Dalai Lama in Dharamsala and. Noticing that a lot of people around me were absolute fucking nutcases. But nutcases that you've never... You think we have crazy people here in Europe? (laughs) No, the real crazy European people are in India. These guys are out of their fucking mind. And they... You don't see... You see when you... uh, I think I've met a couple of people in transcendental consciousness. Maybe more than a couple. And uh, the 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 peace and the and the purification uh, that they transmit is is hurtful in a way. It's hurtful. It, it's kind of they they show you and they're living the way it's supposed to be. So so you you have no. Um, you have nothing to talk to them about rather than listen man, shut the fuck up and listen man don't try to 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 create a a, a a a a a chat don't try to create a dialogue because you got nothing to say to these persons all you have to do is shut the fuck up and listen but these are the healthy ones when you meet someone who is who has had a prior mental illness or or, or is narcissistic or or even a sociopath to the bone, and has endured in this in this uh, routine of meditation. Well, the effects are the same, but the results are different. So he does uh, have the the permeating of absolute silence in their in their being, but their reaction is absolutely different because uh, these uh, people in transcendental consciousness they kind of um. Mm, create from within them a very strong, charismatic personality. They are very attractive. They are people who say the things that you don't dare to say. They are people who understand and put words into what you have been feeling for years. So they're very, very charismatic. They're very magnetic personalities. They they were not like that before, but they are now. You know, something happens, some transformation in their energy is... um, is, is, is shifted into this magnetic thing because deep, deep, deep inside, that's what we all cherish, you know, this peace, this understanding, this awareness. So when the mental illness gets involved in this process, well, then shit happens. And people like uh, Charles Manson and uh, Reverend Jones and David Koresh, you know, uh, happen. You know, People who create sex, people who, who start... Um, Overestimating this power that they have, and they take advantage of their uh, of their of their charisma, and and start believing all the bullshit that people around them start believing. Especially if you're related with with uh, in the Catholic world, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, uh, misunderstanding of what the transcendental is in the Christ- in the Catholic world, and it is it is regarded as. As being a chosen one, as being you know the, the 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 Messiah, the Savior. So if you're in this world and you access transcendental consciousness, chances are, you there's nothing good awaiting for you. That was just a side note because it does happen. It, it, it does happen, and and more often than you think. Nevertheless, if things are good, if your mental health is not perfect because it's never perfect, but at least balanced out, and you have this. Touch of compassion and, and and understanding of of human suffering of human interactions in with one another, then things will work well, and your isolation will become very productive. It comes a time in transcendental consciousness when your awareness because remember transcendental is the vehicle okay, so this is the vehicle that we 're going to be riding on for the rest of the states of consciousness. So when you've been riding this vehicle and you get to know it well, a major shift happens at some point. And again, when I say at some point, forget it. It's not going to happen in your lifetime, neither in the next one, neither in the next one, nor the thousand next lives. Uh, According to Buddhist text, it took Buddha 14,000 lives to reach Transcendental consciousness. Okay, so uh, it's it's confusing. I know it's confusing, but it is it is it is there nevertheless. You don't underestimate how many lives you've been trying to do good things. So at some point, as I was saying, at some point in transcendental consciousness, your awareness explodes. Your awareness, the bubble. You're still in a bubble in in transcendental consciousness. Remember, you're still. Your identity is still very powerful, your optics uh, are still filtered through uh, reality, solid, and there's still some greed in it, you know. But when it fully, fully, fully invades you and enlightenment comes in, yep, some people think enlightenment comes only in nirvana. No, it comes before that. Then the shift for. Cosmic consciousness arises, and that's when things start getting complicated. Complicated in the intellectual sense, okay? It's not complicated in the, in the in the Buddhistic or Hinduistic way because it's it's just one more step, and we're going to talk about cosmic consciousness in the next chapter. Uh, I'm going to give you a little, just a little tip. Just the tip uh, just a little tip on cosmic consciousness, but it is as I said in the in the first uh, episode, it is the last state of consciousness in which you can be in human form, and not even that you can be in human form when you shift to cosmic consciousness because you, you you go from transcendental into cosmic. In a nanosecond. When you die. and Very ugly things happen. Very beautiful things happen. And the inevitable. Also does happen. You break through. Okay. But you still have your identity with you. I'll be very thin. I'll be very diluted. But it's ever present. So. The perceptions on Cosmic Consciousness still are and can be seen as mm, related to the regular world that we live in. Okay, I'm not going to go further on that. Um, We're going to end this here. This is Transcendental uh, Consciousness. I would very much like you to share this episode if you feel it's worth anything at all. If not, well then, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, tomorrow I'll be posting Cosmic State of Consciousness. Guys, have a great day. Enjoy and keep safe. This is Daniel with No Pain, No Spain.